So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big barbecue central show. Here we go. Wow. You sound way different. I gotta admit. Look at it in that here in a second. Hey! You have found the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We are broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here. If you want to jump in this evening with an email, you can do so at this email address. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about, oh, let's call it 12 minutes from now. He is a first-timer under the show. If you are looking for something that has to do nowadays with charcoal or you're looking for a new charcoal brand or you're not happy with the brand of charcoal that you are currently getting down with, might I highly suggest that you go ahead and make sure that you listen to this next segment because we'll be joined by the sales and marketing manager from B&B Charcoal, Joey Machado, will be joining us right here on the show. And then after Joey, we will lock up the third week of the month. Of course, means brings a visit. Means brings means a visit from one of the founders of the Stay Cook Off Association. Brett Galloway will be joining us. Yes. And then we will move to the second hour. Let me back up just for one second. Brett will be on. You know we have. Not had Brad on the last, I think we might have missed him last month. I don't remember if it was the month after that. I know we had him right at the top of the year. We missed him at least once last month. A lot has been going on in the State Cook-Off Association. Something major has happened, not necessarily relating directly at the State Cook-Off Association, but directly to the State Cook-Off Association. That being, What? I actually saw firsthand a Stay Cook-Off Association event. Actually filmed it live. We did it live. We'll do it live. That's right, Bill. I filmed it live. It was huge success. It was one of the most watched videos I've put on my Facebook page in recent memory on the show page. So if you haven't seen it yet, hop over there. I'll get into that here in a second. So that's what's going to be going on in the first hour. Then we will move to the second hour, and we will have a visit. Two first-timers to the show here this week, by the way. We will have a visit from somebody who has a last name that might just sound like something you've heard before. Might use a fuel source like something you've heard before. However... It's not what you think it might be. So we will be joined by the founder investor of Wood Pellet Products, Tyson Traeger, will be joining me. That's going to be fun. If you're not familiar with the products that Tyson is involved with, as I was kind of teasing, it is pellet related. He does... Outside heaters, but not like the propane heaters that you would typically see 
actually like the propane heater that I just got for Christmas for my wife four months ago. These are pellet-fired outdoor heaters. Two different versions. There's a small and a big version or a patio and a backyard or a, and a commercial version, I believe, is how he terms it. We'll find out more about it in the second hour. But then he also has a line of biomass fuel cookers, which can use pretty much anything to get it going. Unique, really cool to look at. They look like they are producing really cool food and heat. So very excited to talk to Tyson, trying to actually chase him down for weeks. And then to close out the show, I will give you a recap of last week's events at the 2018 I Am Barbecue slash NBBQA Barbecue and Grilling, the National Barbecue and Grilling Annual Conference that took place in Fort Worth, Texas. So there you go. Joey Machado coming up, Brett Galloway after that, Tyson Traeger in the second hour, and then my thoughts on the National Barbecue and Grilling Association and the events that took place last week and the people that I met and the reconnections that I've made, so on and so forth. All right, so let me ask you for a favor, especially if you get this show on podcast, please go ahead, take time out to rate and review the show on the podcast platform that you listen to, whether it's on iOS, whether it's on Google, doesn't matter, Stitcher, take the time out, even one second, and give me an honest rate and review. I'm a big boy, so if it can't be five stars, I get three stars. Hey, I love reading the one-star reviews, too. It's all entertaining and insightful and beneficial and educational to me. So please take time to rate the show. That's going to give the show more looks, more visibility on those platforms, and I would appreciate that and thank you in advance. If you didn't see it, right at the top of the show. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Here it is. It's right here, folks. It's the brand new Barbecue Central Show t-shirt. That's right. New logo is released. I actually have another logo aside from this one that my cousin Scott made that'll get up on the Amazon merch page here as soon as we launch that. Waiting for some file stuff there. And once we get that, we'll have a another option. So here's what you do. Limited run of shirts. There's 50 total. And, I mean, I thought I had all the barbecue sizes kind of covered more or less. We have barbecue petite, which is a traditional XL shirt <laughs> for 24 bucks. Then we have a barbecue small, which is double XL for 25 bucks. Then we have... And maybe I misunderstood the traditional barbecue medium, which is triple extra large for 26 bucks. And to round it out, a 4XL $27 shirt right for you. Now, you might be saying 26 bucks, 27 bucks, 25 bucks. Well, hold on a second. Hold your horses. Shipping is included in the price. You're welcome. And by the way, the cheapest shirts would have been small to extra large, all one price. I could have sold them all for one price. The minute you go into double XL and beyond, prices go up a dollar a shirt size. So I get that $27 is a lot for... Plus, I'm trying to make a couple bucks, literally a couple bucks. I'm not even making money on shipping. I got all that worked out. So I did my best to keep costs down, but I mean, come on, guys. It's just more raw material. A 4XL is four times bigger than an extra large. It's just more raw material cost. So I'm keeping it down. Couple bucks for me, literally a couple bucks for me. Then it ships off to you. 4XL, 3XL, 2XL, and extra large. All you have to do is go to the website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Let me show you. Here's the webpage here. And then all the way up at the top right, I'm circling it. There's a thing called products. You click on that. Then you have your shirt sizes extra large, 2X, 3X, 4X. Go ahead and click into the shirt size that you want. Click view item. That'll give you a nice bigger shot. That's not me, by the way. That guy's in shape and has a full head of hair. Then at the very bottom, you can put in the quantity that you want. 
and then click buy it now. Then you have this page come up, put in your email, your shipping address, then enter in your payment method, and you're off and running. Super simple. I try to keep it as simple as possible in the ordering process. And we've already sold uh, five or six different shirts of varying sizes. Actually, Extra Large continues to be the most popular at the moment. But don't be left out. Please make sure that you head on over and get that first 50 run of the Barbecue Central Show t-shirts. Again, Extra Large, Double XL, Triple XL, and Quad XL, 24 25 26 and $27 in total. And that price does include the shipping. So head on over. Love to send them out to you. We'll give some away here over the next uh, handful of shows too. But show everybody that you are a true centralite by donning one of the first freshly minted Barbecue Central Show t-shirts. Some key influencers might have picked one up at NBBQA. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Shout out to Nick. And the gang over there at Southside Market and Barbecue met Nick in person this past week. Got to hang out with him for a couple days. Absolutely incredible. Attention anyone who loves sausage and barbecue. First of all, what do you know about Southside Market? I can tell you this. They were established in 1882. Southside, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas, has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They're famous for the original beef sausage. It's coarse ground and natural pork casings. That is authentic Central Texas barbecue. Now, all the meats that they sell, including the prime briskets, are slow-smoked for many hours over real Texas post-oak wood. And they ship nationwide via the online store. Make sure you take this down, southsidemarket.com. That's southsidemarket.com. They ship fresh and smoked sausages nationwide. Shipping customers can choose to order now and ship later. Include a custom gift note. Mail multiple addresses without additional charges. They're not trying to jam you up. They're actually trying to save you money while you proliferate excellent barbecue and sausage. All shipped items vacuum sealed to ensure freshness and ease of preparation for the customer. Shipped with dry ice to ensure complete freshness upon arrival. All meats processed in the on-site USDA inspected facility. The meat market for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders are welcome. If you have an idea or thought, please feel free to hit them up. There's two restaurants, by the way, if you want to check them out. The main flagship in Elgin, Texas, and one in Bastrop, Texas. That was founded in 2014. Grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states. And here's the hookup, folks. Just for podcast and live listeners only. You're not going to see this on social media anywhere else. 10% off... All purchases through the online marketplace, southsidemarket.com. All you have to do is use promo code BBQ Central. That's right. Use the coupon code BBQ Central at checkout at southsidemarket.com to get 10% off your order. If you're on the fence about the beef sausage, this should push you over the edge. Get a bunch. You're going to love it. Again, 10% off coupon code. BBQ Central at checkout at southsidemarket.com. That's Southside Market and Barbecue. We're back with Joey Machado right after this. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host. Greg Rempe. Hey, this portion of the show is being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. All of Butcher's products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in the backyard. You can be a championship pitmaster right in your own neighborhood if you visit ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always, always trust your butcher. All right, let me get this number in here. All 
I did see uh, a lot of butcher products going on, by the way, this past weekend. Hey, some of us love wood. Some of us love charcoal. Some of us love both wood and charcoal. But I think we can all agree that regardless of what you like, you want to get the best options available. So when it comes to charcoal, there's a few big names, obviously, that most everybody knows about. What if there was a better option I could let you in on? You'd like to know about it, wouldn't you? Of course you would. So my next guest is the sales and marketing manager for B&B Charcoal. Let's head to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome first time to the show, Joey Machado. Joey, how are you, buddy? Doing wonderful. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Joey. Appreciate you making time for the show. And first and foremost, Thank you know, you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Great to meet you uh, over this past week at the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's conference. Uh, really seeing what you and the team do was uh, really kind of impressive. You're cooking, you're exhibiting, you're running around like a crazy man that whole week. How did you find the NBBQA for you guys at B&B? Um, I, I tell you what, it, it's I love MBBQA. Um, last year was our first year there um, as a company, as B&B, to be able to uh, represent. And uh, we've come a long way, you know, um, to be real honest. I mean, last year we were – we were begging and pleading to, uh, you know, to get some, uh, to be able to get in there and, and, uh, put some product in some people's hands and, um, you know, everything that we did last year worked and, um, you know, we, we've been able to make some great relationships and, uh, some great friendships. Um, and that's really what has propelled us to where we are right now. Joy Machado joining me here on the show. BBCharcoalproducts.com is the website. If you want to check it out here while we're chatting it up this evening. Uh, Joey, if you could, I guess a little background about you first and foremost, sure. uh, you know, where are you out of and have you always been in that live fire cooking and barbecue industry? Um, I tell you a little bit about my background. I am originally from and currently still live in um, Seguin, Texas. We're just kind of a rural town uh, about 30 miles east of San Antonio. Um, my background has always been a sales and marketing in, in something. Um, and, uh, I've been competition cooking for about 17 years, uh, mainly in the IBCA scene, you know, that that's been kind of what we grew up with and, you know, um, what we knew, um, probably over the last, uh, four or five years, uh, is when I really started to develop a relationship with B&B charcoal. Um, they became, you know, one of our sponsors and, you know, my son had a little brush with, fame as far as uh, he did some food network stuff and uh was able to do kids q barbecue championship and and really for him that kind of launched us as as a barbecue company uh, or as our team what we call guadalupe barbecue company that kind of launched us out there and you know got a scene um ty my son was actually invited last year uh to mbbqa to become or to be one of their young guns so he was like one of their celebrity cooks last year and um, so that's kind of what got us our foot in the door with NBBQA, with the brand. Uh, as far as the charcoal is concerned, uh, when did you guys uh, form the, the formal relationship with B&B? Um, I had started marketing for B&B uh, uh, more on a relationship level uh, about almost two and a half years ago. Um, and then I actually got on the payroll probably almost a year and a half ago. And, um, you know, it was just, it was a brand that's been around. It's been around since 1961. Wow. The same family who started it still owns it today. And, um, but it was a great company in Texas, uh, but really not outside of. And uh, that was kind of one of the tasks that they gave me was to uh, try to, you know, blow the brand up a little bit. So, I mean, would you find that to be the case more or less when it comes to other charcoal that isn't? let's say, uh, a Royal Oak or a Kingsford, there's local or regional success, but to really branch out, it's more of an anomaly than an occurrence? Yes, I think you're exactly right. You know, there, there's a lot of great brands of charcoal who've been out there for years and years and years and have just been that little local, you know, uh, what they would call a, a specialty, you know, charcoal um I have several friends in the charcoal business now who, you know, they still small batch it and, you know, they may do, you know, a couple hundred bags a year and it's more of a hobby than it is a job, you know. Joey Machado joining me here on the show from B&B Charcoal. So let's go ahead and break down 
B&B's charcoal process, how it's made, and I guess how it sets itself apart from some of the other charcoal that's existing on the market today. Because I think charcoal can easily be viewed as a commodity, and there is value in certain charcoals, correct? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, as anybody out there who, you know, realizes there's a reason there's a steak that costs, you know, a dollar a pound, and there's a reason there's a steak that costs $25 a pound. And uh, with that knowledge and, you know, looking at that value of, you know, why you're going to do that, why are you going to use a cheap charcoal on your product? You know, um, you know, there's, you know, we like to say, you know, we're one of these companies that we're, we're too big to be small, too small to be big. You know, we know that we have a great product. We know that we have a premium product. Uh, So, and we do work with a lot of big box stores, but we still have the stance that, you know, our product is worth something. Our brand is worth something. Um, you know, so every time that we go through the process of how this charcoal is made, you know, we go back and look at it because this product is an all natural product. This product is developed from live trees. Uh, you know, we're not burning two by fours or parts of the highway or anything like that. <laughs> Basically what we're doing is we're, we're just using real wood producing real charcoal. And, um, you know, and sometimes even because we do do lump products, we do briquettes, we do hardwoods, we do, uh, uh, just every gambit of the, of the, uh, cooking side, you know, we have a product for it, whether it's going to be pellet, electric cooker, you name it, we got it. Um, and again, one of the main reasons that I joined this company is because me as a cooker, you know, I paid for this charcoal for a very long time. I still pay for this charcoal today. You know, I don't have a problem buying this charcoal. And it's kind of one of those things that, um, you know, when you believe in a product, um, you're going to have to have it, you know, regardless. Uh, you know, it's just like anything else. If you have the best results using this particular charcoal this one time and you happen to get a grand champion doing it, guess what? Next week, you're going to sure have that charcoal with you. And um, so that's kind of the mentality that we, we try to run. We try to have a very high quality product. We have very high standards for a lot of the big box stores that we deal with. Um, we actually have to go through audits several times a year uh, as far as the, spe- the species of the wood that we're using, uh, the way that our plant is operated, and the way that our packaging is done. So, um, you know, I take social media very seriously, and I take it very personally. So I really watch social media. I try to make sure that, you know, everyone's having great experiences. When there's not a great experience, I kind of freak out. And I, you know, try to get down to the heart of it and try to contact those individuals who who may say they had a bad experience or, or anything like that and try to find out why and see if there's anything I can do about it. Um, you know, sometimes it's people who are just not used to good charcoal. And, um, you know, and sometimes uh, it's people who just, it's an industry. So, you know, sometimes we have people out there who, who bash us a little bit because, you know, their heart's in another place. And that's okay. You know, we all understand that. From a consistent, so if you're making a consistent product and you have processes that are put in place to make sure that that product comes out consistently, like what would give somebody a bad experience? Like, can you have a bad batch of charcoal or, I mean, wouldn't that string across like a whole run more or less? Correct. And, and you know, what a lot of people need to understand, whether it's our product or any other of the brands out there, there's a lot of human element in this. Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, a funny story is I actually had a guy last year who uh, sent me a picture and uh, there was a hammer in a, in a bag of charcoal that he got. And um, it's funny because some of the charcoal, when it comes out, the pieces are so big that we do have guys standing on a conveyor line who busts a charcoal with a hammer. <laughs> and um, so, you know, and the guy, he said, hey, I'm not complaining. He said, I got a free hammer out of the deal. And, um, but, you know, that's one of the things. There are human elements to this deal. And usually if we ever have an incident, it's not because of the quality of the wood. It's not because of the quality of the charcoal. It's because there's a foreign object that's found in a bag, you know, um, or, you know, someone will say, you know, I was at a a Walmart or an academy or something like that. And, 
you know, uh, there was, it was a busted bag or, you know, something like that. But it's very easy for, uh, people to take a very small thing and blow it up, you know, that, yeah. um, but like I said, uh, you know, for us is we do take big strides to make sure that we put the most, the highest quality products out there every single day. Joey Machado, the sales and marketing director for B&B Charcoal, joining me here on the show. Uh, Joey, what different kinds of charcoals are you currently offering right now? Uh, we have our base line of charcoals, which is going to be our lump products, which we offer an oak lump charcoal. We offer an, a hickory lump. And we also offer a mesquite lump. Um, off the variation of that, we also have a mixed hardwood, which it's not, there's not a big enough percentage of one or the other, you know, to make a difference. But yep. it's kind of like the most inexpensive line of uh, charcoal that we have. And, um, you know, and the other thing for us is we have size variations that are like, it, it's kind of ridiculous how many different sizes we have. You know, from a 10-pounder all the way up to a 40-pounder. Wow. And even for commercial side, you can go to a 1,000 pounds. Really? And, um, oh, yeah, we do a lot of commercial stuff. Uh, you know, the company actually does. We've been over the years to a lot of um, private labeling as well. Um, and like I said, we put the same product in lots of different bags. There's, been a, there's a lot of people out there who probably use our product and never even knew it. Hmm. And, uh, but that's okay as well. You know, for us, we're still selling charcoal. Now, in today's market, you know, what we're doing, we've been really stressing to build this brand. We've been trying to burn these two Bs into everybody's head and really put the value into our brand because, again, you know, we make the most money when we sell this charcoal to, to the uh, consumers. And, um, and again, you know, so like I said, we, we've been doing a great job for everybody else. Now we want to do a great job for us. And, um, so, you know, moving forward, like I said, you're going to see a bigger presence, uh, of our product, even really starting this year. Uh, Walmart has helped us get from coast to coast, even into, uh, Alaska and Hawaii this year. Um, so we've got a presence in, I think all but about two States right now. Um, and we have a huge presence in Academy sports and outdoors, uh, pretty much every Academy that you're going to walk into, you're going to find our products now. Um, I wish there were more academies, but I think according to their plans, you know, they have more stores rolling out, but our main focus is, you know, most of the academies are kind of in the heart of barbecue country. Um, and I don't want to offend anybody who doesn't have an Academy, but like I said, we're, as far as the market trends go. You know, we're kind of where we need to be. Um, we also do stuff with Ace Hardware and, and various other, you know, smaller brokers. Um, we want to be a big brand, but we don't want to be too big of a brand where we lose our, you know, we've got a good old boy mentality. You know, we still do things on a handshake. You know, we are from Central Texas. And um, like I said, you get too big and you lose control over the product you can put out there. And uh, we don't we don't want to do that. Joy, one of the items that I wanted to talk to you specifically about tonight that I found very interesting was this uh, char log that I saw bags up. Actually, the guys from yes. Best Barbecue were, uh, you know, steep. Not I, I don't want to say stealing. They were taking a lot of charcoal when it was starting to rain on Saturday, and things were wrapping up. Yep. And they leave with a pickup yep. truck full of charcoal, and there was a number of bags yep. of these char logs. So, for the folks that aren't familiar, what are those, and are they for a specific market? Um, yes, uh, and uh, this is continuing on to your first question. The uh, the char log is actually a derivative of our lump oak lump charcoal. Uh, everything is too small to bag; it gets pulverized, and uh, we have a natural binder that we create these. We extrude these; they're like mini charcoal logs. Hmm. And um, what they were originally intended for is for guys who run stick burners. Um, every time that you'd go in there to put one stick of wood in an offset cooker, uh, you put a handful of these char logs in there, which would be, you know, um, it could be anywhere from four to five to six of these char logs in there. And really all they do is they just help you maintain a really nice coal base. Uh, don't give you dips in temperature. They just kind of hmm. give you a little bit more burn time and it could extend your, the intervals between 30 to 45 minutes between when you'd have to put that next log on. So, um, 
So, you know, for a lot of guys who've done competitions in, you know, stay up late at night, you know, feeding a stick burner, yep. these things are pretty heaven sent because uh, they can buy you some extra time. But the other thing they do is on these smaller grills now, on barrels especially, um, a lot of guys who started putting these in with their, uh, with their lump charcoal, with their briquettes, uh, to extend those cook times as well. Mm. And, um, and you're able to get some crazy, crazy temperatures and some crazy cook times off of it. And while we're on that little subject, you know, the briquettes that we put out is also the same material. It's an oak lump, you know, it's oak lump dust. They're 96% oak dust. Plus, the balance of that's just a natural binder. So uh, there is not a better or denser or, you know, any, anything else that you would think about in a briquette. Uh, this briquette is just a phenomenal, you know, item. And it's still a pretty inexpensive product. You know, even the char logs are, uh, we have a 30-pound bag of char logs. You know, they retail at Academy for $19.99. Oh, wow. Um, so if you put a pencil to it, I mean, it's pretty inexpensive. Uh, I actually have taken the char log when I'm cooking in SCA contests. Uh, I can take seven char logs in one fire starter chimney, and um, I can cook a whole contest just with seven char logs and I'm, I'm at 700 plus on grill grates. So, um, you know, they, and, and plus you have a huge window, uh, of opportunity to cook that steak, sure. you know, on some other briquettes, you have a very small window on this one. I mean, you, you got like 30, 40 minutes. I mean, you could actually cook a practice steak and cook your regular steak and your grill grates, you know, won't ever come off 750 degrees. Not to segue too hard here, but as we're talking about the uh, SCA, and obviously there were two of those that took place over NBBQA, but the one that I saw was the one that went off, I believe it was uh, thir- was it Thursday night or Friday night, uh, like the celebrity. Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Uh, you have, yeah. a, you have uh-huh. a, a budding pit master slash grill master in your midst in your son, Ty. Uh, I do. I yeah. do. And, yeah, you, you do. Know, <laughs> we, we had a... Uh, Last year, you know, like I said, my, my son, you know, he, he was cooking full IBCA contests on his own from, from about 13 years old to uh, about 15. And uh, last year, we, we just hit it really hard. We cooked over 22 contests last year. Um, and to be real honest, he got burned out. And um, so I have, you know, just kind of let him focus on school this year and, um this is his first contest of the year. Um, he's never cooked a SCA. And uh, my first SCA was uh, a couple weeks ago at Sonny's down in Florida in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had some, you know, I've got some of the best, you know, some of my brand ambassadors are some of the best, you know, steak yeah, cookers. You're damn right. Yep. And uh, so <clears throat> on the way down to Florida, I had Rolando uh, from uh, Poncho and Lefty Steaks. Uh, on the phone, and I was like, "Hey, give me some tips. You know, I want to go down there. I don't want to look. I don't want to look stupid. You know, I just want to <laughs> be able to turn out a decent steak." And so he gave me, you know, some good information, and uh, we went down there and cooked uh, that steak. And uh, you know, me being me, uh, I didn't use a single bit of his knowledge. <laughs> I went and I just did my own thing down there. And uh, at the end of the day, um, I was about last. And, um, Kendall Adair, who's also one of my brand ambassadors, he actually went down there to go cook with me at Sonny's. His steak was third place. You know, I got to taste it and I figured out real quick everything I did wrong. So when we had the opportunity to cook here at, uh, at the National Barbecue Association, uh, the plan was Ty was going to help me cook. And, uh, because even on the SCA, you still have to be 18 to, you know, to legally, you know, to collect a check if you win. And uh, so the plan was, you know, he was going to do it. But, of course, you saw I've got – I'm running in 15 directions all the time. So we just kind of went over the game plan. And uh, before I knew it, I got back to camp, and he was already cooking his first steak. And um, we we used that information that Rolando had given us. And the very first steak he rolled out on his practice steak was perfect. I mean, I couldn't say anything about it. And – the one question I asked him was, I said, where did you pull that steak? You know, at what temperature? And he goes, I didn't. I just pulled it off. I was like, okay. You know, so uh, we went on to, you know, time to do the second steak for competition. And 
he went ahead, cooked it the same way, pulled it off, looked the same. You know, I, he was happy with it. I was happy with it. Wow. And I said, well, are you going to tempt that steak? He said, no. He said, it's good. I said, all right, let it go. <laughs> and um, sure enough, you know, he wound up with a, a fourth-place walk there against the guys who were there. Was oh, phenomenal. forget about it. I mean, you I mean, name it. You name it, everybody was there. Oh, <sighs> uh, I mean, it, it was the who's who, the SDA. Yep. Yep. So uh, we, were, uh, we were very – I was happy because I saw that spark back in his eye again. You know, he's 16 now. You know, he's got a lot of things going around in that head of his right oh, now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm very, very happy that he's, you know, now I think he's already told me he wants to go cook more SCAs. And uh, it'll give us something to do again together. And, uh, you know, he did cook Saturday as well. And um, when we were uh, talking about it on Saturday, um, I asked him, I said, hey, buddy, I said, you know, you did a wonderful job last night. I'm super proud of you win, lose, or draw, you know, I said, today, it could go any way. I said, so, I said, you had a great night last night. You know, I hope you win today, but, you know, there's always that chance you won't. Yeah. And he just told me, he said, Dad, he said, as long as I can get fifth place, I'll be good. Yeah. I said, okay. I said, whatever, you know, and I honestly, I didn't know. I was doing a, uh, I had a, uh, a, a session going on inside. I wasn't able to go pick the steaks. He picked his own steaks. Mm. And when I got there, I was kind of leery about the steaks that he picked. You know, he had a lot better steak the first night. And, um, but when it came down to, you know, what we call a nut cutting, he actually did the same exact thing that he did. Wow. He turned out a wonderful product and he wound up getting third. Wow. And, um, so, uh, because the two, the first and second place, uh, had already qualified for the finals. He actually got a golden ticket as well, so wow. uh, he already made the finals on his second SCA cook. Unbelievable! Yeah. Well, you got so, one. You I'm, got I'm one. Kinda, there. I'm kind of proud. Yeah, I'm kind of proud. <laughs> yeah, so. I would say so. Uh, Joey Machado, sales and marketing manager for B and B Charcoal, the website bbcharcoalproducts.com. Uh, Joey, appreciate the time tonight, and again, uh, great to meet you in person and uh, get to pal around a little yep. bit out there last week. Yep, same here. Look forward to it, and uh, I hope we can do it again. You got it. There he is, Joey Machado. B&B Charcoal, their uh, sales and marketing guy right there. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Yummy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, and you can't do it justice until you see who competed, and, of course, I don't think there's a list of people that competed especially in that first day cook i mean third p did better the second day but we're talking the likes of a chris lilly and a sam jones and a kevin coleman on top of all the sca guys that were there 16 year old kid whooping it up congratulations ty joy you should be proud i know you are We'll keep up with the steak, uh, steak talk coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack, manufacturers of smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility, Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, Two blogs, Smoking Grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. You can share your passion for all of your barbecue and grilling-related stuff if you check them out on their Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+. You can get advice and share your passion for barbecue on the World Class Barbecue Forum. They still have one of those. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast, Eddie Morin. The FEC 100, PG 1000, always customer favorites. The PG 1000 doubles as a smoker and a grill. Cook Shack Residential Electric Smokers, if you're a fan of those. Number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing. With quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698 or call... Or visit cookshack.com. All right, we're back with Brett Galloway right after this. Stick around, be right back.
216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampey. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase if you want to. No problem. We can do that. Also, download their app and be alerted to the best, hottest, coolest new flavors of pellets that Cookin' Pellets are putting out here recently. Chris Becker and the gang blowing the lid off of the very foundations of the Cook and Pellet industry. CookinPellets.com. All right, the State Cook-Off Association well into the 2018 season now. First quarter almost up. In fact, this weekend there were six events spanning not only this country but Australia as well. Here to talk about the events that took place this weekend, get us up to speed on what's coming up here over the next three and four weeks, is none other than one of the co-founders of the State Cook-Off Association, Brett Galloway, joining me here on the show. Brett, how are you, buddy? Doing good. How about you? Absolutely fabulous, Brett. Appreciate you taking the time to join me. And I know as we were corresponding today, uh, you have been one busy steak cooking character, right? <laughs> it has been a long week. Uh, of course, Ken was at the NBBQA conference all week, and I was in Melbourne, Australia, uh, running class and a cook-off over there. So got home late last night and hit the ground running today. Good day. Let's look at the international perspective here as state cook-off associations are going to go because we have a lot to talk about locally, and when I mean locally, Fort Worth, since I was there as well at MBBQA. And I'm remiss in the fact that I didn't uh, get a chance to meet Ken while we were there, but I was more or less holed up for uh, 12 hours a day uh, behind the bar there. But nevertheless, okay, that sounded really bad. Not behind the bar. I was in a room (laughs) that was located behind the bar. Let's go ahead and get that clear out of the way. Um What's the international flavor of State Cook-Off Association like? I know you've spent a lot of time over in Australia. They seem to have really picked it up, much like the pickup or the popularity of Southern-style barbecue that has proliferated over there. The SCA has kind of done the same thing. Well, you know, I know you had uh, Jess Prowls on a couple of weeks ago, and she helped found the Australasian Barbecue Association. Right. And that's who, we, that who, that's who brought us to Australia. And so they, they're on fire for all things barbecue, all things grilling. It's, it's really exciting to, to go over there. It's, it's very refreshing. When you look at how the SEA is in the United States and how they're competing here, is there any contrast over in Australia, or would you be able to put on a blindfold and not be able to tell Americans they were in Australia or Australians they were in America? Well, we're using a lot of the same products. There's guys cooking with poncho and lefties over there. There's guys cooking with uh, killer hogs over there. So they're using a lot of the same products to cook with. I think the biggest difference is the steak. Their ribeyes are a lot leaner. Um, great steaks, a lot leaner. Uh, we're used to a little bit of a, a little more fat marbling in America. Uh, is that just from but, a breeding uh, standpoint, why that happens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of their beef comes in from Tasmania. And so um, the grass-fed... Uh, the sea feeds the grass, and so it's a, a very interesting dried, or not leaner beef, I guess you'd say. I thought uh, I thought Australia did a lot of their own beef production as well. I thought they were like competing with America as far as import. <laughs> um, no, this stuff actually, the stuff we've used the last couple times at meat stock is brought in from Tasmania. The SCA so, um, is now in its fifth year, correct? We started the fifth year this year. Yeah, just started the fifth year, so we're we're still around, still having fun, and uh, you know, hopefully, the teams are having a great ride with it too. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it seems like it's growing like wildfire. It was all the talk at MBBQA as far as a fun and exciting event and low barrier to entry, all the things we've talked about here in the past. This weekend, as I had mentioned in the open, six events, including uh, the ones that you were at there in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, what events took mm-hmm. place this past weekend? Well, we had one, of course, the double in Fort Worth, and then we had a, a double off, so at two separate locations in Springfield, Missouri. And ironically, they were competing barbecue stores that had events on a Saturday and a Sunday. It wasn't the same so, place? Uh, no, it was at a 
One was at one barbecue store and the other was at a different one. Wow. Pits and Grills and Countryside Barbecue. How, how far away are they from each other? They're about four miles apart. <laughs> is, is that a conflict so, of interest to some degree or no? Well, no. Um, actually, the guy from Pits and Grills, Nick, brought, brought us to Springfield, took a chance on us, brought us in, had a great time the first year. And I promised him I wouldn't do it. We wouldn't do another event for another competitor in town for a year. And uh, they actually, the two barbecue stores worked together on this and came to me and said, "Hey, can we can we do this? We'll do one one day and one the next." So, you know, it was it was their own doing. They actually set it up. So, could we? I'm gonna br- I'm gonna spitball right here on this show. Hold on a second. This this could be oh. a uh, this could be a major spitball announcement. Let me run oh, this. Boy. Let me run this concept by. Could we go to Cleveland? I'm already here, by the way. But we could come to Cleveland. We could have a steak cook-off competition, uh, let's say, on a Friday on the east side of Cleveland. Then we could go to mm-hmm. the west side of Cleveland the next day and have a cook-off. And then we could take the top, uh, let's say we had uh, 50 teams on each side. We take the top 25 teams from the east side and the top 25 teams from the west side. We go right downtown to Burke Lakefront Airport. And we have a championship cook-off, a three-day event. Could that happen? Let's do it. Is that it can th- happen for sure. It can, it can really happen, a three-day cooking with, that culminates with an overall grand champion? In Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. We can do it. All right. Well, now I'm going to have to really think about that. I didn't know if I was going to like outstretch the legs there. <laughs> no, guys are chasing these points. We have to, the Pelican points chase is getting bigger and bigger, and we've got a big surprise to announce later in the year that will have something to do with that. But um, guys are chasing those points. So whenever there's two events in one town, they they like it. Because share hotels, save, save on costs, save gas. It's a win-win for everyone. Brett, you said you had a major you had a major announcement coming up. Can I can I entice you with this? <laughs> a barbecue central show exclusive news update. <laughs> yes. No. No, no, no. Unfortunately, this, this no. This sponsor would not be appreciate me letting it fly. <laughs> yeah, I get that. No but doubt about it. Um, part of a big campaign for all of us. So let's talk about. Uh, well, let's talk about MBBQA just for a second. Um, what was sure. what was Ken's overall evaluation of this particular? Has he been to other conferences over the years, or is this his first time? Yeah, Ken and I have been. For the last four years, okay, we've ran, we've been in the conference, and Ken was actually the chairperson for this conference, so he wore many hats. It was really our, our reps, uh, Danny and Michelle, that ran the event for him. You know, but he he was running around taking care of fires like he always does. Probably got called the mayor. Why did but he? he or, said it was a, yeah, I was going to uh, say, what was his evaluation of the week? I thought it was a good conference. Uh, things seemed to go off as planned. The cookoffs went very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got a compliment from someone that's been in the barbecue world for a very, very long time. And this person said that we were bringing, we had just brought fun back to cooking, which is probably the greatest compliment we could get from someone that's been around as long as this person in the industry. Brett, are we, in, are we invoking rule number one of the show, no names, please? Or are we going to uh, eventually unveil this person's name? Uh, we'll eventually... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it was supposed to be common knowledge, but I, it, it meant a lot for me to hear it. But I think that was more than anything. You want me to start guessing, right? Is that what you want me to do? Okay, fine. I'll start guessing. Here we go. Number one. Um, so here's I I had a, a great time Friday night for the I guess it was billed as like the celebrity steak cook off, and then you had the sure. what I guess the the normal steak cook off the next day, which I didn't not to get to see any because I was doing live broadcasts there from twelve to three every day, but. Taking part in Friday night and getting to hang out with Poncho and Lefty Steaks, uh, they kind of allowed me and or I forced my way into their camp. And initially, I just was kind of watching them prep and they just kind of, you know, talking to them a little bit. And then I realized, hey, you know what? Steaks are actually going to start getting put down. They got their fires going. They, they looked like they were sharing camp space with another team, actually. And I said, hey, let me, um, let me, video this we'll do it facebook live and we'll see what happens well that 25 or 30 minute video turns into one of the most heavily watched videos i've ever posted on facebook and um and and i don't want to just assume that every other team would have treated me with the same type of hospitality but 
I don't know if you've seen the video yet, but literally, Roland and Justin are in the middle of cooking, and I'm just asking them questions. Why do you have that steak tied up? What temperature are you pulling off at? Why did you just shut all the dampers down? What temperature are these grill grates at? Blah, 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 blah. And without missing a beat, like they would turn away from what they were doing to look into the camera and explain fully what the mind thought was or what the process they were doing was or why they put a uh, tie around that steak and how they seasoned it or what temperature they were cooking it to. And then they would just get back to going like business as usual. Plus, we got to see a situation where the grill ran a little hot and how they were dealing with kind of a challenging situation and bringing the, the grill down to temperature and finally getting that steak turned in. It was kind of a very refreshing and, as you kind of alluded to, uh, bringing, uh, bringing the fun back into competition. It, it was a great half an hour, 45 minutes of total time that I got to spend with those guys. But really, and to use a bad pun, in the heat of battle, the fire was on, the time was on, the time was ticking, really. And uh, they couldn't have been more hospitable. And the video was really cool. And uh, just a, a bunch of great guys that I would assume that's kind of a microcosm of the cooks that you're bringing into this competition. It is a microcosm of SCA cookers. It, the guys are, you know, we're under 10 by 10 awnings, or like you saw there, a lot of guys will share an awning. Yep. Uh, the gentleman they were sharing with probably didn't have an awning because he came from the MBBQA conference, I'm guessing. I'm not sure who it was, but, you know, they share with other guys out there. And for them to go through their whole process, process and let you film it, put it on Facebook. And they've been great ambassadors, great champions. You know, they won our world championship and got third the next year. And that third place was probably more impressive than their first place mm -hmm. because, boom, they did it back to back. So, you know, for those guys to do that, that's great. And, you know, they're, they're great ambassadors. We're very appreciative of them. All right, now let me be critical just for one second here. And this has nothing yeah, to sure. do with the cooks, but I have a, a growing concern that there might be a quick pace to – get into that what I call competition barbecue scene where, you know, over the last five or six years, there's been kind of a a non-creative flavor profile that everybody seems to shoot for. And if you get outside of that, or people don't want to get outside of that because they're afraid they're going to get dinged, then it's very expensive to do competition barbecue. Now, the steak scene isn't necessarily uh, to that level mm -hmm. of cost yet. And maybe it'll never get there, to be honest. But here's what I saw on the celebrity steak cook-off mm -hmm. night. A lot, lot of people using PK grills. Mm -hmm. And maybe, and I'd heard from a, uh, a grill master, and I will call his name, was Brian Rapolo. <laughs> and I said, yeah. hey, you know, what do you That's think the percentage of cooks out here using grill grit, not the thing you put your meat on, but the actual grill grate brand of grill grates are? And mm -hmm. he thought 90% of cookers out there were probably using grill grates. And, uh, and I said, geez, so PK grills and grill grates. And so I guess where my high level concern was is, do you see people kind of, um, veering down into having to use one kind of cooker and you have to use grill grates and that the judges are seeing it so much that there is a non-realized bias being formed that the judges are expecting to see the steak look like something on the outside. Uh, for example, the grill grates that the grill the grill marks that the grill grates leave, and if they don't see that subconsciously, they might think they want to score that down because it's not what they're used to see. That's a great question. Um, the PK grills. The reason you see so many PKs is a they're a great grill. Um, they're for one sure. of our sponsors. Yep. But they went in and um, offered some bounty if you win. You'll get an extra five hundred dollars. They did that two years ago, and you know that what uh, they obtained quite a bit of loyalty and a great steak machine. So that I understand that completely. The grill grates. I think Brian might have been off on its evaluation. I think he's probably closer to 95 percent. <laughs> that is the thing because they're great products. But you'll also get guys that will turn them over and cook upside down and use them as a serving station rather than the lines on um, the event that we're speaking of. The NBA. Guy that one two years ago cooked on, um, he cooked it in a cast iron skillet. So you can still win without him. I don't think, I mean, we're real careful in the meeting. Hey, appearance is the appearance of the steak. It does not have to have grill marks to be a beautiful steak. So, you know, I, I know a lot of people use a grill grate. I have them on every grill I own because they're an incredible product. Sure. But you can still win without them.
And, you know, there's guys that, heck, we had a guy cook on the chimney. Well, he had a grill grate on top, but he cooked on the chimney, <laughs> you know, and he got fifth plate. There's, there's a lot of different ways that guys cook. And so that's kind of that any fire heat source. It really opens it up. Brett, what's happening this week as far as state cook-offs are concerned? You know, this is recovery week. <laughs> we had those events, and I was gone, Ken was gone, and so uh, today I answered uh, 843 emails that I had while I was gone this week. Right. Uh, got that taken care of. We had seven brand-new events come in that we'll process in the next two days, and then we're back on the road again. I mean, this weekend we've got some big events coming up. We're in Ashburn, Georgia, which is great to have another Georgia event at the Fire Ant Festival. We're in Shawnee, Oklahoma with a KCBS event and down in Crosby, Texas, as well as Memphis, Tennessee. So we're, we're kind of back in four states. It's, wait a minute. There's a triple this weekend. Trip. Oh, somebody took my idea. If it's in Cleveland, I'm yeah. going to be pissed. Yeah. This guy's doing, we've got three events in two days. Wow. And they're doing ribeyes and tri-tip. Nice. Both days. So this is going to be a great event. It's actually a fundraiser for Operation Barbecue Release. Um, Sweet swine of mine is putting it on. Calling it Steak Fest. Nice. Brett Galloway. So we actually have more events. Yeah, it sounds uh, like it's blowing up, continuing to gain popularity and steam. Brett Galloway from the State Cook-Off Association, the website, statecookoffs.com. Brett, appreciate the time tonight, and we'll look forward to you again next month. Thanks for having me on, buddy. You have got it. Week. There he is. Brett Galloway. Stay cooked. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Yummy. That's so loud in my ears. It's just got to be. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but I finally got my uh, normal earbuds back. You'd recall that I was pissed because when they had my when I had my ear surgery, I had to get the whole thing redone. They cut off part of my ears and my mold wouldn't fit anymore, so I had to get it remolded. Hey, speaking of Traeger Grills, they're one of the newest sponsors here on the show. Traeger Grills. Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. You can visit them at TraegerGrills.com. You can check out the Pro Series line of cookers. You can check out the Timberline line of cookers as well if you're somebody that's looking for big capacity big tech guess what that timberline's got exactly what you need make sure you hit up the website get all your questions answered if you have any questions i can kind of answer them for you but guess what traeger has all of the top line pitmasters in their arsenal ready to answer questions for you go to TraegerGrills.com and check it out the timberline is especially interesting because it has that blue smoke I call it the blue spoke technology. So basically you're getting fresh smoke from the top being sucked down over the meat and then it's being exhausted out of the back. It doesn't have that traditional smokestack. Now, maybe you don't need the top of the line Timberline. You can go Pro Series. Those are found a lot at the Ace Hardware type stores. Some of the other big box stores. I know Hartville Hardware has both lines as well here in Hartville, Ohio. You can check those out. Here's the benefit. Both of those make really good barbecue. So if you don't need top of the line or you don't want top of the line, Pro Series is right for you. Again, TraegerGrills.com. That's TraegerGrills.com. And we are happy to have them as sponsor of the show. Great seeing Chad Ward, Danielle Bennett, Doug Scheiding, Paul Shoddy, and the list goes on. Traeger Pros over there at NBBQA. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back, and we are rolling out here to set up. Quick segment stop here. Thanks again to Brett Galloway for joining me to go over steaks, and we're loading for the second hour. Stick around. This is Brian Mayer, host of Hot Sauce Weekly, and you are listening to BCRN, all barbecue and grilling all the time. 